episode of Porch Beers with the Lynx, uh, sponsored by Mascuda Bowling Alley. We are back and live here in Mascuda from Andy's Porch. Another home game. Not Big a fan of the home games. I can imagine so. You know, you can have as many beers as you want. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm. And we have the foremost authority on Seattle Seahawks football with us tonight. So pretty much that's what we're going to be discussing. We're going to break down their draft. You know, it's great because I thought, we talked about this last week, what would be the key to the Seahawks maybe winning the West West Division again this year. And we talked about it, we talked about it, and then news broke this week about Richard Sherman getting arrested. And I think you said it, you said it when we were talking at uh, work. Oh, I had a hot take. We've got to get John Jurgensmeyer on to break this down. So, John, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, man, it's a pleasure to be here at the podcast. I'm a longtime listener. Uh, exciting to uh, to be a part of the pod. Yeah, I saw the Richard Sherman new. But first of all, what are you guys drinking tonight? <laughs> I'm doing Captain Morgan on ice. Wow! With a backup of a Miller High Life here when this is all <laughs> with with a backup. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you got to be prepared. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sailing in for like six straight hours. Six straight hours of podcast. Uh, We're yeah. just going to turn it on and just talk let like John go. Yeah, he's got stories. I don't know. He quickly deflected away from the Seattle Seahawks hot take to talking about what we're drinking. So, what you got, John? Uh, drinking Brick River. Uh, they're they're a cider. It's uh, this is Sweet Lou, the uh, the blueberry uh, yeah? cider. It's damn good I'll too. Tell you what, dude. In fact, I grabbed I grabbed two of them from the fridge to bring over here, and Nikki was like, "Oh hell no, you're not taking two of them." <laughs> so uh, she made me grab the shitty. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the other virgin. Of uh, the other version, the other the other version of the of the Brick River cider. They're really good, though. Uh, Man, cider gives me a headache like it's nobody's business. I don't have an opinion on cider, but I will say that I thought it was one of those um, Truly's the hard hard seltzers. Those things give me headaches. Those are rough. And John's watching his weight, so that's why he went with a Truly. It's not a Truly. It's a Brick River, (laughs) man. Anyway, Richard Sherman. So, yeah, I saw the news on Sherm, man. I love Sherm. So, I've, I've always been a big fan. And uh, his, his sometimes, he's almost like a WWE wrestler type personality yes. when he's on the field. But he's one of the most articulate dudes that you're going to hear when you hear him speak. And um, he's always very thoughtful. Sounds like he was just in a, a, he probably had a few prick rivers himself or whatever he was drinking at the time and uh, had a bad night. Richard but, Sherman, brought to you by Brick River. So. Um, he was That's, he was released and the the charges got reduced anyway. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, I mean, he uh, was a big part of that 2015 Super Bowl run, man. 2015 and 2016. 20, 2014 was the year they 2013 uh, 2014 right. I'm was sorry. the year they won the Super Bowl. Actually, Super Bowl 48. So uh, when they won 43 to eight over the Denver Broncos, second right. Broncos. And 2016 was when they lost to the Patriots, right? Uh, it was the next year, so it would have been it would have been twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. They did. They huh. were one yard away from one Marshawn Lynch carry away yeah, from that's winning right. that Super Bowl. They passed the ball with one yard, didn't they? And got intercepted. I'm, I'm so glad you guys are remembering <laughs> for me. Uh, 
kicking me right in the junk <laughs> on the Wyatt would be happy with both of you for bringing this up. Yeah, but he's a Jets fan, so hey, well, that's true. there's not a lot to celebrate there. I thought the Broncos won in between. I thought it was Seahawks, Broncos, Pats. Again, my football memory is shady at best, iffy at best. We'll go iffy at best. So I don't remember. Obviously, I will defer to you as the Seahawks. Pretty much anything football we can probably defer to John on. Have you won your fantasy football league in in football? Uh, Multiple times. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you actually make money off of it, or did you end up having to pay yourself because people didn't pay? No, no, I made I made good money. My work league, man, that's like a that's like a four hundred plus dollar payout. Wow, that's good. wow, and wow. Nice. That's good. I was uh, I joined the league and won won uh, three times in five years, man. And I then was, they uh, kicked you out. Yeah, it was a good run, man. It was, uh, that's a little bit of a dynasty. Is this all like savvy trading, or was this mm-hmm. just? I'm a drafter, man. I'm a yeah. I'm a drafter. It's an auction draft, and uh, so. Do you do home cooking? Do you always take your boys the No, the no, absolutely not. So uh, it's paid off. It's all about value, man. You guys, are, you guys play fantasy sports. All about value. Who's there? And uh, I don't overpay for players. So oh, because you like, do a, a bidding. Yeah, it's an auction league, and it's straight up face to face auction league too. So you stare, you stare somebody <laughs> down in this league. The yeah, you stare somebody down and uh, look into their soul. <laughs> When you're doing the bidding with them. So it's a lot of fun. How much do you want Peyton Manning here? Yeah. yeah. So then who was your number one pick, I guess, then in, the, in that league last year? Like, who was the guy you valued the highest? It's, it's, it's an auction league, so those right. are a little bit different. Not so about who, who you value the highest. It's, it's, it's what value you nominated. get from the player. The player I had in most leagues that I was really successful with last year was Josh Allen from hmm. Buffalo. So I was high on Josh Allen. I had him in uh, two of my three leagues. So, um, and he was he was uh, what number two rated quarterback last year. So it paid off. So, has John ever told you about his actual real fantasy league that he's in? This dude is in. It is like it's a franchise deal, but the franchise actually goes across multi sports. So like John, who might not care about golf can trade a couple of fantasy golfers for someone in the football league, which he does care about. It's it's uh, it's scary for you guys to think about, especially uh, the young leagues, uh, you know, because I actually do have a uh, like a minor league baseball roster, reserve roster that uh, that I hold in reserve. I got Mackenzie Gore on that roster. Yeah. Um, I got Nolan Gorman on that roster nice. as well. So I have a couple of. Uh, up and coming pictures. Six uh, O Sanchez, I believe, is also on that huh. reserve roster. So up and coming, man. I'm always, I'm, uh, I'm always uh, touting myself. Is uh, trust the process. It's going to come around. How long do you get to keep them then? I got to keep them until I until they come trust up. The yeah, process. until I decide to move them over to my 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 real roster. Wow. So yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy league. I got I do have a college football team, college basketball team. Wow, NASCAR team! Like when people start talking fantasy sports, and hey, unless you can tell me who your third NASCAR driver is, <laughs> why don't you just shut the hell up? Well, now so. that okay, fantasy golf. Are you playing fantasy golf with the British Open this weekend? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Who it's you, it's uh, it really just green blobs. You just got to make sure you have four golfers and hope for the best. Green blobs. So I have one good golfer on my team. I got a. Uh, which he's kind of a he's kind of a dick too, right? I got Bryson DeChambeau, oh. so uh, you know part of that golfing feud that's going on. With but he is Kepka. my main golfer on my team. 
So, um, do you have a hot take on that, John? On that feud? Nah, it's just funny. I don't. Really I kind of think it's funny too. Like, yeah. it's weird that two dudes at the top of their game are so in each other's kitchen that they like get pissy about each other all the time. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The eye rolls, the little petty things. It's yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's good for golf though too. Like. They don't have that in baseball. Like, there isn't, like, two guys who hate each other a whole bunch. Uh, no, I think Shohei Otani and uh, UCL Kikuchi of the Mariners, I think they have a They really hate guy. each other? They got a yep. beef? A big beef, yep. Yeah. Who is the second guy again? <laughs> uh, UCL Kikuchi. He's a Mariners pitcher. I just went with uh, the only other Japanese player I remember, just to throw it out there. You- what I've liked about what I've liked about this is the memes that come out from like rando two people walking by each other and you see the one guy like giving the interview and like like rolling his eyes <laughs> yeah. at the person behind him right <laughs> who, who's that on your softball team man who, who who's, oh, who's got that beef on the softball team that uh, or is there or is there another team that you guys have rivaled with in the past where you guys would be like that you yeah that, that would yes. be uh, Christ United. Oh man, Vince! I mean, we had some good rivalries with really all of the Faith teams. Family. You guys were giving the post game interview when they walked yeah. by and they would talk some <laughs> shit, and you, you could see like, oh. we had a pregnant lady yell at me uh. once <laughs> at, at a Faith family uh, game. She was literally barefoot and pregnant, yep. yelling at you, and yeah. her like ginormous quick trip cup of soda. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was huge. And was just mad that our catcher goes, hey, do you know that bat's illegal, right? <laughs> oh, she was hot. She was hot. That was her man out there. <laughs> Fans at baseball games, man. And yeah, they... this, the stuff people take seriously. Like, it's just, it's amazing that people get so upset about softball and stuff <laughs> and and golf and whatever. Six years ago, Andy and Dave would, would have a huge problem with what we're doing right yeah, now. But... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, we did used to get a little fired up about oh, softball, a little feisty. But there, there was a number of number of games. As Andy and I coached little league together for a number of years, and some of those fans who would <laughs> who would get so excited. There, there was one day, one game. It was a playoff game against uh, that great team. Uh, the, the brothers out of the, Belleville West. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah those that brothers team, and man, they fans were. Giving them, giving me the business. It was eleven to five or something. We were beating them, and and I walked by, and they're like, "Hey, what do you have for the score?" I'm like, uh, eleven to five, and fans are, "Yeah, it's eleven to six. It's eleven to six. Hey, hey, hey! I don't care. Like, we can make it eleven to six. It does not bother me. I don't actually care about anything that's going on right now. Hey, you know that that was the tournament in Dupo anyway. Oh, so we didn't God. want to be there to begin with. No, and then. Was that the one that got rained out too? It did. It, it did. Yeah, it got rained out. Or was that the one where they shouted at the the sixteen year old umpire in the they, parking lot? They did. They did. And uh, afterwards, the coaches were yelling at me and Andy about the umpiring and how bad it was. And we we almost tried to give them look, man. Like, do you guys want to take our spot? Like, our <laughs> we, team we doesn't care. We don't really want to win. Like, <laughs> nobody on this team wants to drive to Dupo tomorrow. Like, it's uh, <laughs> no. I think it's a dirt field. It is uh, just. Oh, and that one coach talked about how one of his kids hit like twenty-seven home runs. <laughs> he did. Oh, perfect! He did. Twenty-seven home. Uh, oddly enough, he never hit one off of us while playing. <laughs> it was kind of strange. Over the fence home runs. Over too. the fence home runs. By the way, they only had half a fence. Like it only oh, went from yeah. center field to right or to a left field. It was a bunch of. It was a series of railroad ties out in right field. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think there was like a shanty town out back. You guys don't have a big listening audience in Dupo, do you? No. no, (laughs) I think we have one. Dude, they don't have internets in (laughs) Dupo. Yeah, no, I can see where the feistiest of them all is Little League dad, Little League parents probably being the worst sports fan, sports feud, angriest Mm -hmm. person. Yeah, even over like college fan. Yeah. Like, Little League, because it's their kid, man. And they're living vicariously through their kid, or they feel like their kid's getting wronged and they want to write it? Yes. Do you think that was... I, I Again, when we played, I don't remember that ever being the case. Well, but that would mean that our parents would be super... Have, have Not, had, like previous like sports greatness to like harken back to i'm not talking about just our parents but like parents in general our dad threw rocks at rollerbladers yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean when we played i don't remember ever seeing any parents getting upset uh you were you weren't on my t-ball team where virgil range was the coach and was drunk the whole time and his wife made him leave from the middle of the game because he was shouting at people okay all right, I I, will I stopped stand playing down. Ba- I, you know, I, I stopped playing baseball for like four years after that because it just wasn't fun to do because of the drunk coach. Yeah. Oh, and he was. I mean, he was hammered the whole time. The whole like he drank throughout the entire game. And you know, I love beer. God knows it's porch beers with the links, but I've never drank during a little league game, even when they serve it at it. So you've never uh, brought a quick trip cup full of uh, rum and coke to the uh, no. Stan's baseball game. No, there wasn't Good payoff for, for that. I mean, makes the game more bearable. Are we sure about that? <laughs> sure. I, I'm, I'm, maybe pra- I know practice you have. Practice I've had some. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some days where I'm like, I need some beer to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> do you even try and hide it in something or do you just crack open the beer right there on the field? Oh no, I have a cup. Yeah, You gotta be a little... We'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's something about sports. I, I guess it's I guess it's, you know, you get older, your your kids take top priority. But major league sports just aren't as I, I maybe your passion for the Seahawks is still there. It's waned actually, man. I'll be honest. I mean I love I love the Seahawks and love watching them play, but I think winning that Super Bowl for me as a longtime fan and them getting to the pinnacle and winning that Super Bowl forty three to eight over the Broncos. Uh, <laughs> what was the score? Yeah, forty three to eight. Uh, and uh, yeah, winning that Super Bowl was uh was it for me and uh, even even the loss the following year, it didn't hit me as hard because they just won you the just Super won, Bowl, right? right? Like I wasn't right. gonna be that wasn't gonna be that Cub fan waiting eighty seven years right. or whatever the hell it was for them to win a championship. So, um, it felt good. Uh, I, and you're right. I think watching your own kids play sports takes, you know, you would rather do that than yeah. than watch football sometimes. So, well, and like it was like the 2011 World Series. Like that was such a high that everything after that, how can it compare to David Freeze doing what he was doing? Like it just, Can't. it cannot compare to it. So, to get riled up about an average game in May, like who 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 cares? So why were you not? Why are you not a Mariners fan, but you're a Seahawks fan? I didn't watch baseball. My parents weren't baseball fans. We watched football. Oh yeah. So I left Seattle when I was six. Dad was in the Air Force, um, stationed up there. So, um, so latched onto the Seahawks in the in the mid eighties and the Steve Largent, Dave Craig, and the original Kurt Warner days. Running back Kurt Warner. So I don't remember that. Yeah, out of Penn State. 
AFC Rookie of the Year, 1,500-yard back. Is this like a Chris Carpenter, Chris Carpenter thing? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But Kurt Warner was a legit all-pro running back. He, he injured his knee like his third season or so. So huh. wasn't quite the same after that, but he was going to be one of the all-time greats before he got injured. Wow. So but, maybe we wouldn't have heard about the other Kurt Warner quite as much. But you had Ken Griffey Jr., while you were growing up in Seattle. No, no, no. If you were six, though. I was six in the mid-80s. Oh, mid-80s. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was in in St. Louis by the time Griffey came up. So I didn't latch on. I I was a Cardinal. Well, correction, I think I've told you this before, actually. When I was in the late 80s, I was a Boston Red Sox fan, which is... Hard. Oh, for the love of I know, of right? Oh, oh, for the love of You're going to have to go. I was an Ellis Burks guy. <laughs> Why? Ellis Burks was my guy because we had, to, we had to, <coughs> top baseball cards, right? Or, you know, oh, baseball yeah, card collector. Yeah. That was my guy, Ellis Burks. He was going to be it, man. He was a, I remember he, Peter yeah. Gammons called him like the rookie of the year. Like he was going to be MVP in 87 or 88, and I was all about it. He had some 2020 so, years. He did. He? he was good. He was all right. I, I came I up with Mike friends. Greenwell, and uh, they had a pretty decent, like, so you were on the Phil Plantier bandwagon then, huh? <laughs> who? Phil Plantier. <laughs> who the hell's Phil He was Phil? the dude who came up in, like, 91. No, no. I, I was done by then. Oh. Okay. It was just that It was just that period of time. I was on Scott Air Force Bay. We were, watched baseball, collected baseball cards. Right. And two of my closest friends, um, one, of them, one of them I don't talk to anymore, but he... He was a Daryl Strawberry guy, right? Yeah. So he, he always had to – he was getting every Daryl Strawberry card. And um, my other friend, my boy Brian, the, the guy who lives in Nebraska, he was a uh, – well, he was a Matt Noakes guy. I got the better Matt end of the deal. Noakes. I always got the better end of the deal with Ellis Burks than Matt Noakes. <laughs> who was a Matt Noakes He was guy? a Matt Noakes fan, man. That was his guy. 27 rookie cards of that dude upstairs. <laughs> was he was he a catcher himself? Is that what no, he gravitated? just latched on to Matt Noakes. He was probably – he probably had one of the cards. It's like future all-star Matt Noakes or whatever it is. I don't think it ever happened, fellas. Uh, you guys can tell yeah, me. Yeah, no. I, we would have to uh, do a deep dive to try and figure out – how many career home runs he had? I'm going to guess eight. Not even that. I'm going to probably say like two. Yeah, he had to have had more than that. I, I would put the over-under at at least 20. No, there's no way to figure this out. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh boy, it's just, we're pretending like we're in the 1980s here right. having this conversation at the bar, and we just had to look at each other. Yeah. You know what? I can go dig up the Encyclopedia Britannica, if you like. Yeah. Do people still own encyclopedias? Is that a thing? No, it's not. But I was at the Frank Lloyd Wright house last week, and he had his set of Encyclopedia Britannica still on a shelf. Wow. Still on a shelf. From 1978? Uh, well, he died in 59, so it was probably Holy a 1950s crap. type of version of uh, Encyclopedia So Britannica. his Encyclopedia actually has Stan Musial I, as an up-and-comer. I, yes. I wonder if the uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica version drove up to his rural house to... Uh, to make that sale, you know, at uh, at Frank Lloyd Wright's house. Yes, I'm sure he did, right? Yeah, absolutely. I. So who is uh who's the lucky salesman, who makes that little commission off that? Like, is that a lot? I I don't know. Huh. I, I mean, had to have been a good gig. A lot of people did it. I've gotten guys at my at my door, trying to sell me stuff like that. Like, and they're not, like, they don't call them encyclopedias. They're like, here's a world book. Dude, I got Google like you do, man. Yeah. There was a dude show up at my door on Tuesday of this week on his little, like, uh, Segway. He just, like, zipped up my little thing on his Segway on the sidewalk, 
dropped it off, walked up, knocked on the door, and was like, hey, dude, so, uh, you know, I see that you have uh, a yard service that comes out here, but you know what? With all the spiders and ants, like, maybe you could uh, maybe sign up for with us because we, we can really get rid of the spiders. I'm like, well, if you get rid of the spiders, they're eating the ants, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> Let's not kill the spiders, actually. They're not my... They're the least of my problems. I want them to eat the ants. I, I'm too polite. I was very polite with him. Did you have a whole conversation with him? It, it was a minute of my life that I'd like to have back. Did you talk to him about a segue? I mean, that's a unique way you to know get what? around. <clears throat> that, that is what I should have asked him about. Going, so a segue, where'd you get that from? Can I get one of those? Where? And they had, like... It was really fancy. It was a fancy segue. I hate door-to-door salesmen. Yeah. Especially when you work from home. Like, here I am trying to, like, do, like, a conference call, and my doorbell's ringing with some dude who wants to mow my lawn. Dude, you saw that I, I pay another dude. I'm not going to pay rando guy to do my lawn when I got a lawn service who comes out and takes care of stuff. I don't think Nikki answers the door. I'm going to say well, no. If they if rando <coughs> answered knocks on the door, I don't think she's answered. No. Nikki's better about that than I am. For some reason, I don't look out the eye hole and go, oh, it's a dude on a Segway. I probably don't know this man. It's not John Jurgen's mother showing up. This is when you see a guy roll up on a Segway, and you're like, I don't know. This could be interesting. I got to see what this is all about. Rando guy rolls up on a Segway. We're going to have a conversation. Oh, man. So, uh... With your fantasy league this year, I'm going to go back to this. You did a draft for baseball, right? Yeah. Who was your who's your number one pick that you? So it's minor leaguers, right? Oh, uh, we haven't done the minor league draft yet. Oh, you so, not? No, okay. no, we haven't. That's that's coming up. So we'll do it based on like this year's draft, right? And then whatever other guys that aren't on other rosters. For, okay. Uh, you know, everyone has a deep roster of four, and there's you know twelve teams in the league, so that's a lot of players that are soaked up right so um so how many how many minor leaguers can you keep four. Oh, that's not that many actually that's not really not that many no but finding four good minor leaguers per team sometimes though isn't isn't easy to do and then you have to debate like do you draft a guy out of high school do you take you probably want a guy out of college because he's not going to take three years to develop right Yeah, because if he's out of high school, that means he's sucking up a roster spot for six years. Yeah, potentially, six right? Six years before he <laughs> yeah. does anything. Yeah, unless you got, you know, the Steven Strasburg types or uh, Bryce Harpers, right? That, yeah. That came up pretty early. There's never been a high school football player, right? Who's no, it's, it's illegal. No, it's not yeah. allowed. It's not allowed. It is not allowed. Yeah, you have to spend one year at least in college because uh, two years that was the two, it is two years is you're two right years. They, two years. They, they they there's very few players like they've they said like adrian peterson could have played out yeah. of high school like they're just not know, big just, enough you, they're yeah you're just not developed enough to compete at the high school level and, like or NBA, at the nfl level nba had it you could go straight out of high school but then they made it a rule you had to spend one year <clears throat> either in college or in like the European, European League, or, European League something. or something like that before you could go pro. Um, was it Maurice Claret part of like some sort of lawsuit about yeah. this? Yeah, he was. Yep, because he wanted to go straight into the NFL, yeah. right? And wasn't able to. Right? Probably wouldn't have worked out well for him. Would not have. No. I mean, considering he was <laughs> in the NFL 
And the only reason we know his name is because of that lawsuit or what he did at Ohio State. <laughs> and also the terrible injury he suffered yeah. at, at the... Fair enough. It was a championship game, right? Fiesta Bowl. So, yeah, when... Was that the championship game? Yeah, I think it was the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Where someone took out his knee? Hmm. So, you know what? Why don't we uh, take a break for a second? And, because, uh, you know, the, the hardcore <coughs> fantasy talk, we got to recalibrate and we got to look up uh, a few things on. Uh, God, who is that guy we got to look up? Noakes. Matt Noakes. Matt we Noakes. Look up over Matt under, Noakes. Dave. How many home runs did Matt Noakes hit in his career? Uh, I'm, I'm going to put the over. I'll, I'll put it at 15. Did you go over or under? Oh, I'm going to say over. I would guess in the 20s. Okay. I want to say 20. I kind of want to go Ozzy Smith and say 28. All right. All right. <clears throat> well, we will have the burning answers to this when we get when back we come back boy we really hit the uh the hard-hitting answer or hard-hitting questions of today perfect all right during the break everybody we you know we we reset ourselves we Recalibrated. Recalibrated from that insane baseball fantasy everything talk. And more importantly, we looked at Matt Noak's career stats. So, uh, everybody ready for the breakdown here? Okay, look. So, if we're doing like an all time fantasy baseball league, does Matt Noak's ever get drafted in it? Uh, looking at his career numbers, I mean, it's possible. On his best year, are we actually, is anyone drafting yes, him? Absolutely. All right. Well, absolutely. So, so what I, are you setting the over under at, John? I mean, I, I had it at like fifteen career home run. 15. You were taking the under hard. And yeah, was I was like two or eight. I was going to over on it. I thought he was at least in. The, I was with you. I was at least in the twenties. But I mean, he had one year where he hit thirty-two home runs. No way. He in nineteen eighty-seven with the Detroit Tigers, he hit thirty-two home runs. Uh, he has a hundred and thirty-six career home runs. I was wrong, wrong, wrongerson. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I just kind of thought that he was the Nigel Wilson of the Tigers. <laughs> what does that mean? Nigel Wilson didn't do anything for the Marlins when he got drafted. Okay, all right. Well, in fairness, he didn't get drafted by the Tigers, though. He actually came up with the San Francisco Giants. A little bit of facts of no and tell that yep. only Matt Noakes' mom knows. Oh. <laughs> Even, even Matt Noakes is going, really? I don't remember that. Mrs. Noakes? And then he goes back to working on the cars at Meineke. <laughs> 130 to, or 132 136 home runs. 136 career home runs. Okay, when did his year, when would it, did his career span? 87 to? 85 to 95. John, did he play for any other team other than the Tigers? Oh, he had to have. I would say he played for... Like Four the, teams. Like the Angels or the something? The Angels is what I was going to say. No. Uh, five. So, drafted by the Giants, played a year with the Giants, uh, then to Detroit, uh, on to the Yankees, then to Baltimore, oh. and finished his career with the Colorado I, Rockies. I would sit oh. here and like to think, like, boy, none of your audience cares about this they whatsoever. They don't care about Matt But no. Brian Dolsky might, <laughs> might be sitting there saying, like, he might be glued in, like, oh, Matt Noakes. I remember Matt Noakes. Yeah, I know, baseball like, cards. That yeah, I yeah. I mean, you know what? So that's the reason that, like, I care about baseball then 
and like I lost it now is like that was such a big part of being a kid is having those baseball cards. Yeah. Like you'd get the like the rated rookie of Matt Noakes and his rookie card from score nineteen eighty eight was worth twenty five cents. Shit, twenty five cents, like I could go down to the shop and try and sell this. No, you couldn't. But <laughs> you could in theory do it. It yeah, you're but right. But like baseball cards are the reason that like we were fans of baseball at the time. Like, like that's why we knew Tony Gwynn and Cal Ripken and all Paul Molitor and well, all these guys. I won't dive us down too far down to baseball. No, you bats, just you but, just dig right but, in uh, there. But I do one of the biggest baseball card trades I've made. Baseball card. Boy, trades. Baseball God, I love this. Trades. No, no, dig no, right no, in. No, 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 because no, because I'm not. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Um, Dodger pitcher, early nineties. No, no, no. Jose Martinez. Uh. Did you say Jose Martinez? Yeah, it Pedro was not, Martinez's brother, right? It was it was the kid who came up and like they Pedro thought they, they thought that he and was going to be Nomo. like if there's only body that can get up to five thousand strikeouts, it's him. Fernando like, Darren Dreifert. God, no, it starts with the God. It's a Martinez. I Chan think. Ho Park. Fernando Tatis. Uh, yeah, it was Pedro Martinez's brother, right? Wasn't it Jose Martinez? He did have a Jose Martinez. I don't yes. think it was Jose it's, Martinez. Uh, I'm disappointed in you two. I kind of actually think that's it. It's Jose Martinez. Like he was a big deal back then. But either way, so so, but I did. I traded that card to somebody, and I got a. I forgot what I got in return. It was a some sort of a football rookie card that I took. Oh God! (laughs) Ramon, 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 Ramon Martinez. Martinez. That's who it was. Uh, Well done. Air high five, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, well done indeed. That was the guy because he had a lights out rookie year, right? Oh, this guy's unbelievable, and then he didn't really amount to anything. Boy, and you know what? Those family reunions have to be kind of rough when him and Pedro <laughs> get together and they're like, "So, uh, Hall of Fame? You in there yet?" Or well, and in fairness, they had another little brother, I do believe. Actually, I don't remember who it was. Now I'll have to Google that, Jesus. But they did have another third brother, and I don't think he amounted to anything. But. You know, Ramon Martinez had a career. Is it Carlos? 135 and 88 for his career, man. That's Actually, I that's not terrible. I think I got a Troy Aikman score rookie card in return for that. If I recall, wow, that I mean, was you won that. Up. Yeah, yeah, I did win that trade. Yeah, I think that was the trade. If, um, if we had, like, uh, like Sabre-type statistics and do, like, war percentages on that trade, I think your Troy Aikman rookie card wins. Think so. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, I mean that has to be worth like a solid at least three hundred or three dollars and fifty cents, right? Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. And that that Ramon Martinez uh, card is not. Wanna, All right. So you know what? what is your coolest? Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead. No, I want to see you walk. Like I want to film this. I want to watch you walk into a baseball card shop, slap that Troy Aikman rookie card down, and go, "Hey, three dollars." I think I sold it already. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I might have got up like twenty something bucks for it back. Wow. It was in the late nineties, and I think I sold it. Wow! So, well done. Yeah. So you know we we're talking about the terrible choices for collectors or you know favorite players. I mean, I can't really speak too much. You know that guy had Matt Noakes. Weirdly enough, one of my favorite players growing up was Pedro Guerrero. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a very odd choice, and I once he paid... was old when you were a kid too. <laughs> I he know. Was already, <laughs> I he have... was already like forty-seven years old, still playing. I have zero reason why. I can't explain why. No, I, I can. Liked him so much. I can explain it. We went to Denny's, and they were handing out holographic baseball cards 
of guys who hit grand slams. And I actually got the Pedro Guerrero card, and you got Don Mattingly, and we go, eh, let's just trade these guys. And that's why I'm a Don Mattingly fan, and you're Pedro Guerrero. Huh. You picked, uh, we got that out of a Denny's unopened pack of baseball cards or whatever. It was dumb, but that's why. The more you know, I don't but, remember that. But your question, what was your question? You were, you were oh, going somewhere what's your What's your coolest piece of uh, sports memorabilia then, John? By the way, it started raining, if you can't hear that. The yeah. storm um, rolled in. Coolest piece of sports memorabilia. Um, I have... Wow, boy, this pills is like... This guy's got Stan Musial signed stuff, which we've already heard about. <laughs> which is true. I can't compete there. Um, but obviously you collect things, you know, as uh, your baseball uh, collection. As much, but I do have... Um, I have a signed Steve Largent card. Um, just good. He was actually signing. He he actually made a tour in the uh, in the late nineties. Late nineties, he made a tour at the local Walmart in O'Fallon. He was uh, he was there before he became a congressman, and uh, it was like a Haynes something or the other thing that he was advertising. And I ended up getting him to go sign my uh, underwear. My, yeah, it was something like a little. Little post. He had posters too. It said Haynes in the corner, yeah. and so, he signed it. So he's and, leaving uh, Walmart, and he's just like, I bought underwear. So I, I got, I got my card signed, and I had my friend. I had a pennant of Steve Largent, like one of the car- caricature type pennants that I had. And yeah. he, my friend Ryan, who was, which I talked about, he had it. He was behind me, and uh, and he signs it, and he's just like, Hey, what's your name? And he's just like Ryan, and he, and Steve Largent signed it to Brian. <laughs> to Brian and. Uh, Boy, Ryan was pissed, walking out, blaming uh, concussions and all sorts of stuff after the fact on Steve Largent. But that, that's probably my, I, I do have a signed Steve Largent card, and for me as a kid, he was he was definitely my hero growing up. I mean, he was, uh, had a poster, the Blue Angel poster in my uh, room growing up of Steve Largent. You know, so, having having that weird, obviously it's not personalized at that point, because it says Brian instead of Ryan, but there's a cool story behind it, I would actually think that would be a very neat piece of memorabilia for him. I would like that if his wedding vows actually said, I will marry you, Brian Jergensmeyer, <laughs> instead of John. So Ryan. Ryan, sorry, yeah, Ryan. Huh. Steve Largent, quarterback? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Man, oh man. Jeez. I gotta educate you on yeah. Seahawks football. This uh. is, for as well as you know, eighties MLB. God <laughs> damn, man! I mean, now, learn about eighties NFL. Hey, look, for senator in Oklahoma, uh, he was a congressman in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it, we can talk about Russ Swan and Jay Buner all we want with the uh, Seattle Mariners. Uh, Bill Swift. Yeah. Mike Kingry. Uh, I mean, we can we can go on for days and start, but, and start naming these guys. But when but I talk like, about Joe Nash and Steve Largent and Brian Blades and Dave yeah, Craig. Yeah, no, those guys work at the hardware John store, L. Right? Williams. Boy, he was a good fullback back in the day. Favorite uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Go. Man, it's it's too hard not to say Russell Wilson. Uh, it's too hard. Because he won you a championship. I mean, it's too, it's too good. Not yeah. Matt I mean, Hasselbeck? he's so good. I loved Hasselbeck, man. I, I like Matt Hasselbeck. I got an argument once that he was, uh, you know, I thought he was a top three quarterback in the NFL, and I, I, he was in good as good in that offense as you could be. Why do you hate Rick Meyer? I was a big Rick Meyer fan, man. Yeah. I had I had Rick Meyer's jersey, um, so AFC Rookie of the Year. 
actually wasn't isn't Dan McGuire isn't he a quarter wasn't he a quarterback he was yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan McGuire was quarterback for the Seahawks yeah, too, yeah. that's was, not Mark's brother though right uh yeah he's related to Mark McGuire yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick Meyer though I had a I had a friend uh, I ended up working with a friend that uh, that grew up in Indiana so he went to school with the Myers. So Rick was a few years younger than him, but he went to school with his older brothers. God, he hated those dickholes. <laughs> he did. He and it was it was uh it was cla- it was a hatred that Andy Link would appreciate because it was like they always like it runs they, deep. They were they were like oh, they were smart and athletic and always got the girls. <laughs> like it was that Stupid kind of ah uh, you know it was a uh, real like just a bitterness <laughs> anger of those guys. Mm. So. Feels like my Red Sox hatred right there. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, that's uh, yes, Russell Wilson. I, I gotta go, Russell Wilson. He's he's too good, man. I think that's 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 probably the move. He did win you a Super Bowl, but you know, then there's that always that allegiance to the quarterback or the player um, who was at the height of when you became a fan. So that's why, you know, I name drop Rick Meyer kind of jokingly. Uh, or, you know, Dan, uh, Matt Hasselbeck, excuse me. Yeah. You know, obviously that was way after you're a fan. But still, you know, he kind of brought them over the over the hump from being kind of mediocre to being really good there, along with um, their head coach from Mike Green Holmgren. Bay. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike Holmgren. Yep. Yep. He's a uh, guy. So he's, you know, he kind of brought them out of mediocrity. So I didn't know if... Uh, you know, he held a special place for you. Again, this podcast is probably hitting like three people. It's okay. I don't even know if it's hitting three right now, man. For a long time, I, I'll tell you, one of the uh, growing. I grew up in here. I grew up around here, and um, always been a big Seahawk fan. And um, I'm going to tell you two stories real quick, Dave. All right. So, story number one was really pissed me off because I would grow up around here, and I was the only, the only Seahawk fan. Around here, everywhere I went, I would have Seahawk gear on, and I would wander around and uh, you know just by myself, just up and, and up. down the streets. Yeah, just, just <laughs> wearing my Seahawk gear with pride. Like I could wear a Seahawk outfit thirty days out of thirty days out of the year. And and then how when the Seahawks started winning, Seahawk outfits did you own? How many outfits? No, oh, I don't know about outfits. Out- outfits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had enough shirts. I, I do have enough shirts, and I could probably go thirty straight days. He also has Seahawks Seahawk socks. And I do shoes. I do. I do. Wow. wow. Um, Underwear. Non-confirmed. It was actually it was actually a baseball game that we were sitting at, and I was talking to uh, another couple there, and I found out that one of them was from Alaska. Went, oh, big Seahawks fan then, right? You know, and and well, not really, you know. And that was that was like in twenty. That was in twenty. 12, 13, because it yeah. was like in T-ball time, uh, somewhere around there. And, oh, not really, you know, like, we kind of follow them. And, like, a year and a half later, these people are, woo, Seahawks, you know, go Hawks, you know, they're going crazy. And I, I ever, I'd start going to stores, and I would see all these fans, and it would, it's kind of frustrating me a little bit. Like, I don't know, I've been there for a long time, man, like. I'm a longtime fan, <laughs> and you guys are just kind of jumping on his bandwagon, and it kind of pisses you off a little bit. It does. I get that entirely. Absolutely. Story, story number two, it's a little bit long-winded, but I'll go ahead and tell a quick you story. You just go right ahead. So, um, so Nikki and I were out in St. Louis, and we were out to lunch, and my work called me up, and they needed help doing something, and uh, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm in St. Louis. It's I know how to do this. It'll take me five minutes. I'll run inside. 
And uh, so we stopped by, and I'm, I'm dressed in my Seahawk gear, shorts, Seahawk shirt, gear, and everything like that. Underwear. And um, can't take my cell phone in the building. And uh, so I left my cell phone with Nikki in the car, and I ran inside. Of course, computer problems, can't get shit to work right, whatever. And um, so it's one of those, it's just one of those bad days. And um, so Nikki called me up. She's like, hey, man, I got to pick up your kid from school. I got to go. I'm like, you know what? Just leave me. Uh, like I'll get someone. Oh God, to, I remember I, this. I'll get someone to drop me off at MetroLink. No problem. Like not a big deal. And this is just a few years ago, right? All right, 2016, 2016. And um, so, I, so someone dropped me off at MetroLink. I believe borrow your phone real quick, and I sent Nikki a text. You know, and uh, sent her a text that hey, I'm jumping on MetroLink. You know, pick me up at 420. And uh, that's it. And got on MetroLink. I get off at Scott Air Force Base. I'm looking around. Looking around, I don't see Nikki at all, right? I'm like, damn it, man, it's hot as hell out there, too. I don't see her, no phone, nothing. Shit. So I don't know what to do. She's still not coming. It's been like 20 minutes. I see a pay phone, right? I got one quarter. And I, I got to use a pay phone, right? I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to use this pay phone. So I stuck the quarter in the pay phone and I called. Which means you had to actually have Nikki's number memorized. Yeah, oh, I know. Which her is number. not a real yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. For so I call, I call her up and um, it just rings and rings and rings and, and, um, doesn't answer. Shit, I hang up and the quarter switched back out, so I call her back up again and she answers and she's like, Hello, 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 hey, hey. And beep, it just goes dead. I got it, you know, so it ate my quarter that time, right? So I got nothing. I'm like, son of a bitch, you know, so I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't want to, I didn't want to be one of those people that were like, Excuse me, could I, could I borrow your phone? You know, to like people coming off the train. Yeah, I, I didn't have the, yeah. I just didn't have the pride to do it. Well, I you're kind of sketchy looking. Yeah, so um, <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm walking. Like, it's like four or five miles. Like, whatever. I'm walking home. And I started to walk up 161, like over by base. And it's hot. Cars are going by you at like 65. <laughs> oh, Thought I was going to die. And um, I got about a half a mile up, and I'm thinking I'm stupid. And on the other side of the road, this guy, like, I see this truck pull over. I have no idea who it is. And all I hear amongst the traffic going by me is like, hey, you want to ride? And, and I don't know who it is. I'm looking over, and I'm like, uh, yes, stranger, I do want to ride. So I frogger across the two lanes of traffic. And as I get closer, I realize, like, Oh shit, that's my boy Twan. Like I went, you know, we known I've known him since high school. It's like, oh damn, so I get in the car and his side of the story is like, yeah, man, I'm driving home. I never come this way. And I look over on the side of the row, I see some numbnuts walking. <laughs> and I look at him and he's all dressed in Seahawk gear, right? Like and I said, there's only one dude. Like he was like, I was talking to my wife, like, I think that's John on his side of the row. Like, this guy's in Seahawk clothes. So he picks me up and drops me off. So anyway. That was better than the alternative, which was a good raping from a guy. <laughs> Ooh, you boys like Mexico. Yeah, kind of a thing, yeah. So where was Nikki? She was sitting at the bowling alley, so she couldn't hear her phone. I actually literally think she was with me. <laughs> yeah, she was sitting there talking to you. Yes. Yes. Me and her were at the Mascuta Bowling Alley, which is, Dave, the best place to get a big meaty pizza. Now, and how meaty is it? Scale of 1 to 10. You know what? John, you've had the Big Meaty pizza. It's your favorite, right? Uh, the Big Meaty, when you get that at the bowling alley and it comes out piping hot, it's man, awesome. that meat is delicious. 
It, it is fantastic. Clip that off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that. It, 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 it's great pizza. Uh, now, they are closed this week because they have a, a thing. You know, family-owned business. They go on vacation. They're in Disney World or something. And uh, Is but, that confirmed? Yes, that is confirmed. So don't go and try and plug in your hashtag free shoes. Uh, I, hey, they always plug the, the Mickey on this show, though. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell you, man. The chicken bacon ranch is legit. Is legit. That is a good pizza. <laughs> it is go, great. go! If you want it, just an offshoot from your, you know, you're tired of the red sauce, and you want to go to a ranch sauce. The chicken bacon ranch will get you to where you want to go, man. It is delicious. It see, I am tired of the red sauce. The red sauce gives me gives me heartburn. The heartburns. Yeah. So, uh, so the chicken bacon ranch is the move. They also good. have the shrimp artichoke pizza, huh. which is not bad. Not John's forte. No. John, I'm a land lover, man. I'm a land sea. lover. Now, if I want a bowl, do I have to bring my own bowling ball? No, you can. They have their own bowling ball. Ah, okay. You, yeah, and shoes. So you can go there and rent shoes Fantastic. for a couple bucks. You can get your own bowling ball and or, or borrow one of their bowling balls. I mean, and uh, just go to town on that lane. Would just you, get in there with that bowling ball. Go deep on it. Knock over those pins. You. Or, or you can set the kids up on a late Neptune bowl, and you can go over there and do some old-fashioned video game, and they got a That's nice room for video yeah. game, and you can make some money yeah, while God. the kids are bowling. Completely remodeled. Oh. Just burn that paycheck up on those uh, pull <laughs> on games. On the slots, the slots. Yes. Yeah, You know, man. I tell you what, dude. So, I like to I like to visit the gas station here in town to purchase my beer. Should we wrap up this live read before we go into? No, that? I just wrapped it up. Okay, I, I, that was that was me just <laughs> shutting it down. <laughs> go to Mascuta Bowling Alley. Uh, hey, all right. Now so. let's talk about some depressing stuff. So there I go. I go to the to the uh, little gas station here in town to buy Quick, beer once in a while. The, what is it called? I, the Handy I, Mart. The Handy it's Mart. It's the Handy yeah. Mart. Yes, it used to be, and I kid you not. The Washy Washy. Yes. Yep. And then got turned into Handy a gas station. And there is this thousand-year-old woman who sits in her, like, wheelchair at the door. And she smokes her cigarette. And when she's done, goes inside and plays the little slot machines all fucking night long. And I kind of go... I mean, she's nice as can be, but dude, like... What went wrong? I, I always I always feel like that when you see people at those types of places playing slot machines. Like, really? Right. That's what you're choosing to do. Again, whatever. Whatever hey, floats. And that lady ain't coming to judging you sitting yeah, on your porch smoking you know, and drinking, man. Okay, yeah, you know you what? Go. That's fair. I, there's no chance of me winning the big the big bucks sitting here. She's sitting there at the slot machine being like, I can't even tell which way this guy's walking. His feet are pointing five different directions. <laughs> I've listened to his podcast. He ain't making money off yeah, that. Somebody's driving by listening to, listening to this podcast right now, thinking like, oh, God, what are those guys doing? What are they doing with their life? Why are they here? Oh. Point being, yeah. I, th- like, there is nothing more sad than looking at the people who play the slot machines I, at the gas station. I've never had luck gambling, period. I mean, if I went to the Casino Queen, I might as well tell the dude at the front to punch me in the nuts and take 20 bucks <laughs> and then I can just leave early, right? Like, I don't... I don't, uh... You know what? That could actually be a really cool, like, side hustle kind of thing we could do. 
let's punch John in the nuts for 20 bucks. For 20 and we just bucks. have a sign. <laughs> I'm good, actually. I'm a... Even at, like, <clears throat> let's say we give you $18 of that $20, and we split the other $2, I think we can make a lot of money off that. It is astonishing, though. Seemingly every gas station, every... I, there's even, like, specialty parlors now that just have slot yes. machines and stuff. Yeah. Show Me's has slot machines. Hot Shots, I think, has slot machines. I mean, is everybody making money off of these things? I mean, they have to be, right? I don't know. I, I don't... And they all apparently have their favorite places, because I've only seen that little old woman at, the, at that particular gas station. But... <clears throat> when I go to the liquor store at noon <laughs> at downtown, uh, I see the same dudes there. Being a degenerate gambler is a thing. We've known a few, a few of them in there, our lives. There has and, been a few uh, of them, yes. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just get the itch and you, you become a degenerate gambler and you got to pull that arm, man. You got to yeah. pull that slot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, next one's coming. It's going to be it. But slots don't appeal to me at all. Like, I like gambling. I like playing poker. I like betting on sports. But, like, the idea of pulling a lever just doesn't do anything for me. Because it's so... And, again, all gambling is kind of out of your control. I get it. It is. But there's there's something even further out of your control with that. Like, with cards, you can, to an extent, decide, you know, what card you want to take, how you're going to bet, etc. Yeah. Uh, with sports, you can... I don't know, do research, whatever, break down however that quarterback's playing, that pitcher's throwing, mm-hmm. and and you have research on it. There, you literally are just pulling the lever. Based on the, what the computer wants to throw yeah. up at the time. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Speaking of computer, my brother's... <laughs> my brother is, I love any story that my, starts my with brother my brother. My brother is awesome. He's... Uh, He's fantastic and uh, always good for a good laugh. But uh, he has been—he's lately in the last uh, the last month he got bored, so he's been texting me and once again Ryan. He's been texting us updates as uh, on his 2016 Madden League that he is uh, that he started playing. Good for and him, he was sitting there telling us, "Oh, the Tennessee Titans just won the Super Bowl," you know, <laughs> he, uh, giving us. He actually went for his second year. He went 17 and 0 and uh, stopped the Dolphins, 72 Dolphins, from uh, being the only undefeated team. He's excited. Chase Daniels, you're wearing a Mizzou shirt, Davis, yeah. his quarterback. So he's a. Uh, so is he a Titan fan? He is a Titan fan. He sold out the when the Rams moved. He had to pick a team. We had a big unveiling ceremony. Actually, <laughs> he had, big uh, unveiling. We did. We, did. Uh, like, we uh, had to announce it on live, like almost damn near on live TV. You know, I took a picture of it and had to post it of him wearing his Titan gear, holding uh, up the one. He, did, he evaluated did he, the number of teams and so, landed on oh, the Oh, so he got to evaluate it. wasn't like, well, like he, you he pulled at, it out of a He looked at the hat. Buffalo Bills and the Chicago Bears, and he eventually landed on the Tennessee Titans. It's, uh, it's a, quite the process for him. So Big he was a Rams fan? He was. And I was, too. And uh, that's why I never jumped on the Seahawks bandwagon, because... Being a Rams fan, I hated the Seahawks. Yeah. I wouldn't say hated. Well, back in those that that five year span, we were real whipping your ass. On yeah, oh yeah, basis. it was a great competition for because a while, the man. Four Niners were also good at that time, and it was just the Cardinals were the yeah. They they all kind of gone up and down over the last decade, yeah. but yeah, Seattle's been the most consistent. But yeah, I, I the Rams leaving just it ended my NFL caring. Like it just I don't killed I, it. I stopped. I stopped fantasy. 
There was nothing. There was nothing there for the NFL. I I think I even stopped watching the Super Bowls, man. Like it just and not because I'm like I'm sticking it to the NFL because I know my one my one viewership doesn't matter. It doesn't impact run. anything. It doesn't do anything. I just I don't care. I we had that conversation earlier. Live sports in general to me uh, just don't that doesn't quite hold the same appeal to uh what it did. I'll tell you one of the favorite things that I did. Actually, I I I I credit myself a little bit, just a little bit, with launching this podcast off the ground because I think I've reinterested <laughs> I think I've reinterested Andy in the uh in the broadcasting world when uh during the pandemic I had the opportunity to live stream a lot of our holy childhood volleyball games. That's true. And uh and I started it off by myself and uh I I was given some legit updates. Like I was almost making almost making like small town Catholic school volleyball seem like it was a real like we had an announcer we had advertise like I, I started do I did the first one or two and then Andy jumped on board for a couple and all of a sudden like we were pulling up into a broadcast booth you know when we were hey welcome HCS fans we're here for your holy childhood Apaches you know and Andy comes in with He's got notes. He's got notes on all the players, and he, uh, you know, went back to his broadcasting roots and uh, because, stories to tell, real live reads right. that he had. I mean, it was uh, because what's more important, me doing my real job or me writing some notes up on a we, grade school they, volleyball lessons? I am not lying to you. We literally had people at the game. <laughs> That there were parents that were at the game and they were listening to the live stream to hear us broadcast the game. Yep, it was nonsensical and uh, it it was fun to do. It was and and uh, definitely cousin Katie listened to every every broadcast afterwards. <laughs> she to, was uh, coaching. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah she listened she to every coaching, broadcast. So she afterwards couldn't listen to. Just uh, gonna say, she have one earpiece in here no, <laughs> listening no, to no. you Yahoo's while she's coaching. No, it was fun. She would listen to every broadcast and give us feedback. <laughs> we interviewed her after a game once for we the live did. broadcast. <laughs> we did. We interviewed players and and the coach after the broadcast and the kids. You would have thought they were on. You would have thought it was like national TV. They froze up and uh, they froze up and like, uh, how was it was good. And but they also threw out the same like platitudes at every <laughs> they, they sports team. Says like, well, we played we played a good solid couple halves out there, and uh, you know we gave it our all, and that's how we really overcame diver- uh, diversity. We overcame diversity, I wanna, adversity. I want to thank God. You know, we went out and gave one hundred ten percent. Uh, they threw out the. What was your inspiration tonight, uh, Leo? The kid who broke his leg earlier in the year, right? Like you know, Leo. Leo was our inspiration. So, it was fun. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we will be back with just a couple more stories, and uh, you know, go to Mascuta Bowling Alley. That's. So we'll end That's a good question time, right? We're coming up on questions. Oh God, we got questions too. Questions we have... from the audience. Wow, wow, and wow. I guess we can scrounge up a couple here for John. All right. Well, we'll be back with questions in just a second. All right, I'm thankful for everybody who's stuck around for uh, 55 minutes of this podcast so far. It's been great. It's been a lot of nerd talk, a lot of fantasy, a lot of sports. 
but it's been mostly a lot of uh, get to know John Jurgensmeyer. We all want to do that. We all need to know more about him. Well, we didn't even touch on your best story ever of when you broke your arm <laughs> in a hotel. Yeah, I, I, well, I didn't break it at a hotel. Um, I can tell this story. <laughs> there we go. That's what I, I was leading you into, bud. <laughs> I can tell this story in two minutes. Or three minutes. Or hell, it might be five. I don't care. Because, Dave, you've never heard this, have you? I, I doesn't sound familiar. I, I was playing basketball. 2005, I was, uh, I, was, I was going on a trip to Hawaii. And um, work trip. And I was playing basketball. And you were being scouted and by it, the Milwaukee Bucks. No, nah, no, nah, it's one of these... Look, you guys have played enough sports with your numbnuts friends, right? That it just happens. Like, as I was going up to warm up, we were warming up to play, and I was going up to shoot a layup, and I hear somebody like, "Get the balls off the court!" And someone rolls the basketball underneath the basket, right? Like to get rather than like throw it around. Like, no, no, he rolls it underneath the the basket. So as I'm going up for a layup, I land on this stupid ball, right? And I sprain my ankle, and I reach out, and I I like my wrist. I can reach out, brace myself with my wrist. Like, I'm in pain and, like, just MFing up and down the court as I'm walking off this hurt ankle. Whatever. So, of course, the one coming, hey, are you going to play? Like, God damn, no, I'm not going to play, man. Like, like, I can't walk. My wrist hurts like hell. So I'm barely able to drive home. So, anyway, I get to work the next day and uh, limp into work. And I can't type. I can't type. And this is like, God damn, my right arm is, like, it's hurt. I gotta go to the hospital. So I go to get a, I go to get an X-ray. It's broken. So they put me in a cast up to my up to the top of my arm, right? And not the short cast, not the waterproof cast. It's got to be all the way up. <laughs> and um, so I so I have to fly to Hawaii with this cast in my arm, and um, all the way up, uncomfortable. Yeah, your your seatmate really loved you. Yeah, two thousand two thousand five. Well, I was on the inside, so it was my right arm, so it didn't bother him. So I was by the window. Good. So I was good. Um, anyway, I uh, I get to Hawaii late that night. I was the only one traveling from St. Louis. Everybody else is coming from D.C. And I uh, get to the hotel room. Or I get to the hotel, Hawaiian Hilton. Beautiful off Waikiki Beach. And um, I get there, and I see this this guy, Tracy Craft, And he's like, hey, John, hey, but we're about to go out to dinner, man. Go throw your shit in your room and let's go. All right, hey, it sounds good, man. So I chuck my stuff in my room. We go out and... You know, a couple of Mai Tais later and birds. It's like midnight, you know, or whatever. I'm a Mai Tai guy. I like an umbrella in my drink. There's no shame in that. You guys can't shame me. I'm drinking apple cider. So, anyway, but I, so I go, uh, I go back up and I'm exhausted because it's been a long day, long flight. I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and um, get, shower up and get ready for work. And I go and stand out on the balcony and I shut the door behind me. 14th floor, room 1402 of Diamond Head Tower. And I got this beautiful view of Waikiki Beach, man. It is unbelievable. It's Hawaii, right? Like, what's not to love? And I'm looking out, and I'm just, like, admiring the view for a while. And then uh, I say, yeah, I'm going to go inside. You know, I got my left arm, and I go to open the door. <laughs> and it's, like, stuck. The door is stuck. And I'm like, shit, man, I can't open the door. <laughs> so I, I, everyone lead into it, you know, and I can't get the door open. So I'm like, let me let me use my right arm, you know, my strong arm, right? I'm a right guy. And I'm pulling hard. It, it is it is locked shut, man. I'm like, and I don't have a cell phone on me. It's 2005. I didn't have a cell phone, and um, 
I can't get the door open. So I look down a couple of rooms first, and I'm like, God damn, I hope my boy Dave, like, comes out in his balcony, you know, and he doesn't come out. I'm like, Shh. all right, what am I going to do? And, like, I'm looking around, looking around, and, like, it's been a little bit, and the pigeons are circling. Like, they're cool, cool. Like, they're, 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 they're looking for lunch, man. They're circling, landing on the, on the stoop on his balcony. And I'm like, oh, damn. So my thought is, like, well, I could climb down to the – no, you can't. Like, like, in my mind, no, you can't climb. Like, even if I had two good arms, you can't climb down this damn balcony, you know? Like, so I – uh so – so I, I'm looking down, there's this alley down, when I'm looking straight down, there's this alley, and I see this one, there's one woman that is running, and I'm like, damn, I gotta do this, man, so I, I yell at her, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, and she, she's looking like left and right, and I have to like, I'm up here, and she finally looks up, and I, and I have to yell, like, I locked myself out on the balcony, and her response I'm not kidding you. She says, "Really?" And and uh, I'm room fourteen oh two. So she, I'll get somebody. So she leaves, and I'm still up there for thirty minutes. Man, those pigeons are all lined up. Coo coo, they're lined up. The seagulls, whatever the hell they are, you know, they're they see lunch, man. And uh, I sit there forever, trying to like just sitting there, like God, when are they gonna get here? And I see the door finally open about half an hour later. The guy from the Holicoa military hotel across the street, like, I was talking to the security guard. Hey, they're on their way, you know, or whatever, you know. <laughs> oh, thanks, guy. Give them a thumbs up. Anyway, the door, the door finally starts opening. It was like one of those slow motion moments where it, like, zooms in on the door. And I realized that safety first. I had the chain like, <laughs> like like locked up on the door so they can't get in. They can't get in so it shuts. I'm like, oh! And, and so I, they came back like another 15 minutes or 20 minutes later and I saw the biggest goddamn plier, like bolt, rawr, bolt cutters in the world, like like coming through the door and they got to snap, the, snap that chain off and then they, they open the door and they come and let me out and like it's a whole crew of dudes too and like, the one guy is sitting there, I don't think he spoke English, but he's sitting there, like, showing me how the door works, right? Showing me how the lock works on the door. I, I, I got it, I got it, I got it, thanks. Thanks, and uh, oh, it was just miserable, and I, I go back downstairs, and the guy's talking about how bad of it. Oh, man, I had the worst morning, and I went to the ABC store, and they didn't have any milk. I was like, oh, no, yeah, I locked myself out in the 14th story of my hotel room Pigeons on the balcony. ate me. And Nikki gets there because Nikki came and visited me. Like, I worked, like, you know, whatever. Like, Sunday. I got there Sunday or whatever, and I worked till Thursday. And she came out, flew out on Thursday and stayed with me for, you know, the four or five days or whatever. She gets to the hotel room, and she knows the story, of course, because I, I have no shame. So I told her the story, right? And um, <laughs> as, as you are all of us now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All 18 people. of your listeners. Maybe 18 <laughs> after this story. You might pick up a couple. Um, anyway, but she tried to lock herself out in the balcony. She tried, physically tried. She could not do it. She could not, like, lock herself out in the balcony. So, um, yeah. And imagine, you got to imagine the picture, too, of me waving that leg down my broken arm. I, I had to have looked like Corky. I had to look like Corky, right? Like, it had to look like Corky up there, flagging her down. So, anyway. So you missed one day of the conference? Uh, no, no, I, I still made it back. It was only like an hour, and I was up early that day, so I didn't. 
I didn't miss it. I ended up going back down, and we went out for the day and uh, went about our business, and uh, it was a good time. Good, good trip. But and I'm sure everybody gave you a wonderful, uh, say, razzing about I'm that. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I mentioned it to people at work, like a dumbass. <laughs> I mentioned it to people at work, and somebody did, like, a cartoon drawing of me, like, <laughs> on top of the balcony waving, you know, help or something. So, as friends are apt to do, right? So. I like to imagine what the pigeons were actually doing. Like, were they, like, going, hey, we can take this guy. <laughs> yeah, they, they probably did. He's only got one arm. He's got <laughs> one arm. got a bad wing. He's got, like, a three-by-eight space to go. He can't run away. We can peck his eyeballs out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I would have given him a fight. I was scrappy mm-hmm. back in 2005. Not with a broken limb. Yeah, that's true. I probably wouldn't have either. Fetal position. <laughs> it's, it's always the fetal position. I think you could have made it. I think you could have hopped down to the ledge down below <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and and in my luck, it would have been a couple on their honeymoon or something, right? The guy would have ended up whipping my ass. And, uh, or was the so, pool right below I also you? had division. I also had, no, there was no pool. I also had division of like, I could have swore, you know, I could have swore as I was sitting up there. I had visions of like, the fire truck with the big ladder having to come up, and, like me God. having to get carried down by the fireman. Oh, he's just, with, uh, yeah, it's know, John like, H's. With, <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, no, John H's. Yes. And it's oh, an yes. officer and a gentleman. Curled, he puts his fire helmet on yeah, you exactly. as he curled up, curled up in his mustache, carrying me down, cradling me in the fetal position. Yes, that's exactly how it would have went down. Oh God. <laughs> And that story is the reason I had John Jurgensmeyer on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got time for one question, Dave. One question. One, one question. Because, huh? you know, we ramble on. Ah. You got one good one from somewhere in. I see why you have trouble with time now. This is, time just gets away from time me. Time gets these away days. from you. You're having a good conversation. Just start BSing. It's like the podcast gets in the way of good conversation. Right? <laughs> time management is not my forte. All right. If you had to work. But didn't need the money. Where would you work, John? Dead Boy, silence happens. That's There's so much thought. That's. T- I mean, there's times I really love my job. Um, I don't know if I. But you know, if you don't need the paycheck, would you keep doing it? Um. No. Would you just go work at the uh, Seattle Seahawks Stadium, be an usher, so you can watch all the games? God, I don't know the answer to this. This is hard. You can put on the spot on these questions, man. What about you guys? Where would you be? I, uh, you my, guys have talked about this. You'd be running a like your baseball complex, right? Like your softball look, complex. So if I ever won the lottery, I would like build a softball softball complex where just me and Dave would quote unquote manage it yeah. and mostly mostly just BS most of the day and go hit ground balls to each other. But if I didn't have to work and I needed to like have a second job, I would like to manage a bar. I don't really always want to be the bartender because the bartender kind of has late hours and you deal with jerks and, and stuff like that, right? But if you manage the bar, you get all the benefits of working in a bar and just kind of... You've been in... You've had your taste of middle management now. That's what and it is. And now you're just like, I need more. <laughs> I, I don't want to deal... Power. I don't want to deal with the Publians of yeah, the world. I think, I think, you know, I've worked a lot of... There's times where you really love your job that you work, right? I know 
maybe not you guys in particular, nope. you know, there's there's aspects of your job you like. Yeah. You work with Dave, right? You can talk yeah, with him during great. the day, that's you know. True. I mean there's yeah. there's things like that that uh you know, when I was a Toys R Us guy, there's aspects of Toys R Us that I, I really loved. I did not like after I had my graduate degree. And uh yeah, I, after I had my graduate degree and I was working there and I was getting carts one day and uh, rando teenagers were walking in, and somebody says, like, I hope I'm not a cart boy when I grow up. You know what? Like, they that, that's their Pepsi a, can at you. Yeah. The <laughs> master's degree to push these carts, mother. Like, like I was not happy with them. Um, but there's aspects of that job you like. My current job is, is fun. I work for the federal government. We do neat things. Uh, I was telling these guys on break, like, we recorded a podcast for fun. I got a lot of freedom. Like, at work, it was a work podcast, and it was fun. It was about hair bands like, from the 80s. stuff, yeah, you might as well have been. You know, nobody would have known any better. Like, like I'm, a, I'm given a lot of freedom at my job. Um, I, don't, I don't know, though. Like to, you know what? If I didn't have to work, what job would I work? Maybe I would... I would just be a permanent host on the Porch Beers yeah. podcast. <laughs> to be fair, here, if like, I never had to work, I wouldn't work. Like, there's no, like, reason why I would ever have a job if i never had to work i don't i don't understand people who go oh no i'd get a i I don't think i'd give up my job if i won the lottery no dude look here dude no i'm not working another day of my life i'm gonna sit here on the porch i am gonna ride my bike i am going to do whatever it takes to just hang out with dave all day that's all i'm gonna do i will pay you to hang out with me but (laughs) Then I get why old people get jobs, though, too, because then, you know, they want to stay active, they want to stay, like... No, that's dumb, because, Dave, if we were, if we're old and retired, do you think me and you need to stay active? Oh, we need to go and do artificial stuff to stay active. (laughs) We're just gonna hang out and do some things. Look, I'm not saying it's for me, I'm just saying I think I get why they do it. I, I, yeah, I mean, again, if I didn't need the money, but you had to choose a job. I had to choose a job. I mean, could this be a job? Just maybe. I talking think so. nonsense. I mean, that's, that's where my, my, my brother has answered this before, right? I'll, <clears> I'm, I'll cop out. Well, not really cop out. I'll tell you what he has said. Like, what his dream job would be just to work at, at the comic book shop, at the nerd shop, right? Oh, that'd just be fantastic. Just to sit there yeah. and work there yeah. and sell co- talk comics or games with people all day. Like, yeah. I mean, I could see I could see you or me doing that. I'd be yeah, fine it'd be with enjoyable, that. right? Like, if I could sit there and really keep up on whatever because uh, you can then i can actually afford to read the comics because i can just read them while i'm sitting there as opposed right. to paying like four dollars and trying to keep up with all 57 different variants of the uh yeah. the marvel comics or the star wars comics that they have um as opposed to paying the four dollars i'm sorry that was really funny. Yeah. well <laughs> I, I mean i'm just gonna afford not to work it's but. one thing it's one thing for four dollars for one comics another thing when you have to buy like 12 different issues and all of a sudden it's costing you you know 50 something dollars to get one stupid storyline so when you're are you a comic collector i i i'm i am not i am not a okay. comic collector my brother was big into like he he recently he just got out of the comic game because he bought a hot tub so, <laughs> so he, uh, he he made that decision. He was, boy, I, hey, I'm out of the comic game, man. And he was buying some real like he was he was getting some good stuff, like the first appearance of Miles Morales. And uh, like I was down in his basement one day, and uh, you know, like we were talking about just valuable stuff. Like he's got some real collectible collectible type stuff. He bought Transformers number one recently. Ooh. So um, that with was the hot tub. Well. Th- 
I think he, he had to sell some stuff in order to help finance the hot tub, and then he said he was out of the comic game. So, uh, but it's a it's a nice hot tub. <laughs> but it is a nice hot tub. <laughs> my brother's my hero sometimes. And you will be starting Most your own time. podcast with the Jurgens Myers live from uh, the hot you know, tub. No, we did this once. Me and my brother tried a. Um, he's horrible on camera, man. We did a. We did a preview, like, fancy football show. How did you know show. we were on camera? Well, in general, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we, we were, no, it was just, it was just recorded. Um, no, no, we actually did put the video, we put it on a fantasy pod that we, uh, that me and my brother put out. It was called Chris and John in the Basement, and, uh... Boy, this is a rip-off. Like, I've never... <laughs> there's got to be some kind of in- trademark infringement. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have our legal team look into what? this. Oh, no, we did this a long time ago. I, I'm on sure YouTube. Sure, you did, John. I'm on YouTube. I'll pull it up. And Chris and John in the basement. It was it was a ripoff of Community. And um, all and right. Then we, well, and then we hey, to all our 16 listeners, go <laughs> look up. Yeah, Chris, John, Chris, Chris and John in the basement. Fantasy football podcast where we talk trash um, amongst <laughs> the uh, fantasy football world. It was good. We might have a reunion one day. But he wasn't good, man. He froze up on camera, man. He froze up. He's not as talented as the Link Brothers on, uh, you know, when you it know, comes to... There's not a lot of talent we're here, to ne- We're naturally, you know, when the, when the camera turns on, we turn on. I like to think it's beer motivated. Uh, I don't know, man. I think we got it. I think we did, got give it. Give me a you... better question. Give me a second question. Come on, one more question. Right. I, mean, I think one... that was a pretty fantastic question. It was question. a good question. It was and just... I don't, I just one more for answer. John. We got this. One more for John. Uh, all right, I'm just going to come up with one off the top of my head, John. All right, let's say you get transported back to the Wild West. Okay. How long are you surviving? Uh, three minutes. Oh, you got like two weeks. Oh, you? there's no way. Well, you would start I am in like soft, two weeks. Andy. Like, <laughs> Clip that off. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I'm dying I've had a lot of dudes tell me they're soft. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm dying from a rattlesnake bite or just uh, pure exhaustion or no. Dysentery? No, yeah. I, His well, wagon wheel breaks and he has dysentery. I don't dysentery. think I can die of dysentery that fast, like three minutes. So I don't even have time to get dysentery. No, I, no, I would So I you're would saying you're going to get transported, and the first thing you're going to do is <laughs> no, get bit by I mean, a rattlesnake. There's there some things that, you know, you got. I know I have some friends with skills, like just handy skills. You know, like James H.'s types of people, right, that can just – Brian Rumler is a perfect example. Yeah. Like, Brian's going to survive just fine in the Wild West. You know, he's going to thrive. Uh, somebody like me, no, I'm a book nerd. I'm a, uh, it ain't just, it ain't going to make it in the Wild West. I'm gonna, me and Dave are going to walk up to people like, hey, you heard our podcast? <laughs> yeah, that'll get us by. Brian's also, he's also big enough that he can start a, you know, a fight, some sort of a fight in a bar. And he, and he can shoot. No, no, no way. Three minutes. Three minutes. Wow, Three that's, minutes. that's I got very nothing. short. No, nah, me and the Wild West want to get along. I'm not I, Marty McFly. I give myself like a good seven days. I yeah, I think a week's probably. It's it just okay. So dehydration. You get well. It depends upon where you land. Like you know, if you're landing in a town, you might be able to make something right. But if they just drop you out there and yeah, know, like with the cactus. Yeah, like yeah. I'm done. Or you know, middle of the forest, and you know, got to figure your way out of like a you know Native Americans and wild animals and all this other things. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna die. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen to me. I'm not gonna make it. 
<laughs> John just starts calling for rattlesnakes to end this. <laughs> yeah. Can you end this for me, please, God? <laughs> yeah. Three minutes. Well, that's a that's a disappointing answer. I'm in the last three minutes. That's uh, <laughs> that's. Uh, I mean, we uh, talked about going back in any time and period on the last I, you podcast. Know, I thought about that because I, I, I. There's no good time to go back in. Well, but, this is the best time. It, okay, so would Except you? Except for 1994. Would you survive longer? In World War Two, or yes. in the West, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. They had electricity. I mean, depends on. Hey, and, I heard. I heard you guys say. I heard. Uh, let me let me take that back. Like I heard you guys talking about World War Two. Like, oh, I'm going to be in World War Two. There were a lot of different gigs in World War Two. It's not like just because you're in World War Two, you're going to be. That's true. In the beaches of Normandy, you could have been sitting up in England doing intelligence. Oh yeah, you could have been back on the home front doing stuff. You could have been all sorts of places, right? Like, but when they really looked at my skill set, they're like, you know what? You just hold this gun and run that way real quick. Like, I don't have a discernible skill set that would have been good for them. Spy, yeah. espionage, espionage. There is we go. Definitely my forte. Is it? No. No! Yeah. I think I'd have rather been in World War II than in Vietnam. That's a hot take, I guess. You know what? But I think I'd I will rather agree be with in you World on that. War II than Vietnam. I'll take you on that any day. No, I'll give me Vietnam. No, wow. because Vietnam didn't have, like, you didn't really always know who your enemy was. Yeah. At least in World War II, you kind of know. Vietnam. If they have that little the swastika, you Music was them. way better in Vietnam, though. No. I, mm, yeah. I don't know, man. There's some good 40s music. Is there? Yes. Bing F- Crosby with his whole... <laughs> Boy, I almost went into like a tirade there. Wow. Bing Crosby and his I'll be home for dinner. <laughs> no, or getting angry over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so why would you... Just because of the music? That's why you're no, taking music. Vietnam. I don't know. I, I think Vietnam. Because John's a big music guy, yeah. by the way. I... I Here's my other other sidebar. Like I said, I'm super soft. I I did spend four months in Afghanistan. He did. So I was that a government employee, and I spent four months in Afghanistan. You and, got uh, shelled. I I have been. Uh, I was. Uh, there were air raids on multiple occasions at the base that I was at. I was supporting U.S. government, and uh, and uh, yeah, there was one night walking home by myself. You know where you're diving for cover because of uh, incoming mortar fire and. Uh, yeah, that one hit close, man. It was about half a mile from me when it hit, and it was loud. So, wow. Um, you know, and you get up and you go to bed, right? Like, that's what you do, right? Because you're living in that environment, and it's just not a big deal. But, um, wow. I do overlook that once in a while when I make fun of you, is that you were shelled before. Like, that sucks. So you say you get up and you go to bed. Like, I, I hate that we're covering this at the very end of at our podcast At the very end now. of it. Like, so you would go to work, you'd go home, is there TV to watch, is there anything to, like, pass the time? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there was all sorts, I mean, I was on a, I was on a, uh, I was on a large military base, so, um, but there was libraries, there were, whatever, you could play video games if you wanted to, I read a lot of books. I'm a and, huge uh, Harry Potter fan. <laughs> yeah, I've read, I read random books. I've worked out a lot. Four months of working out, man. That's all you do. I mean, that's all you could do. So. Yeah, yeah. Four months of working out. So working 12, 12, 13 hour days, and then you work out. It's amazing how much free time you have when you, uh, so, yeah, when you do that. 
premarriage. Shit, you know what? If I'm if I'm gonna go if I'm gonna go on to can I can I tell my slap bet story real quick? Please tell the slap bet. story. I'm gonna tell my this slap is also bet story. My second this, favorite. This, this is one of my this is one of my best stories. And what's I don't think you've heard this either, Dave. I don't think so. Because all right, so I get there and I'm in Afghanistan, and um, there's a there's a, a major an army major who's at the same place, and uh, you know after I've been there a month or so because I went from nights to days, and I'm working with this guy. And he makes a reference about Transformers the movie, the cartoon, right? Ah, the cartoon okay, yeah, Transformers yeah. the movie. You know, when one where Optimus the Prime better dies, of the movies, the one where Optimus right. Prime Unicron dies, and it's and like, yeah. yeah, boy, it like for those of us of my generation, like it cuts us deep. Ironhide you know? died like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Which apparently was just all to sell toys, which is disappointing. Anyway, the guy says like, oh, you know, when Transformers the movie came out in 1985, you know that, uh, and I stopped him right there. I'm like. Steve like major. Or Dave and this or major, Dan by Bush. the way, major was say, I'm gonna give you a picture. He was about your size. He he was your size, except he was probably a little bit thicker, right? He's a he's a big dude, you know. And um anyway, I'm like, no, it was actually nineteen eighty six. And he said like it was eighty five. And I said, Look, dude, like it was eighty six like this is my jam. Like I got the soundtrack. I know one I listened, thing. I listened it's to Transformers the movie soundtrack. I know it's eighty six. Like it's eighty six. And um so he so, so he said slap bet. This is during the How I Met Your Mother days, right? So he said right. slap bet, and I was just like, that's ah, fine. And we look it up, and it's eighty six. So I, uh, so anyway, so <laughs> so I'm like, all right, can I slap a major like in front of everybody, like this little room of people? And uh, so he he stands up, and I line him up, and I gave him like just a little tap across the face, you know, and that the other uh, people in the room, oh, that was weak, that was weak, and um, anyway, but he. So he wanted to get me back. So he kept agging me on for the next next month. Ah, come on, slap bet, slap bet, slap bet. And he found out I played ba- recreational basketball, mediocre style, by the way. <laughs> but I played recreational basketball for, for about 15 years. And uh, so he challenges me to a game of one-on-one, and he kept doing it. I was like, fine, I'll play you, man, one-on-one. So we're talking about, you know, six-foot-one, six-foot-two, black guy, you know, challenging me to one. Well, that's fine, man, I'll play you. So, uh, anyway, so we go up to the courts one day, finally, and we play one-on-one, make it take it to 15. Well, I lose 15 to zero. <laughs> I got my ass kicked. I got my ass kicked. He, he just took the ball and backed me down. I think I had two possessions the whole game. He just, he just backed me down, right? Like, you don't realize what size does in basketball, you know. It's a sandy court, too, so my speed did nothing. So, anyway, but uh, he kicks my ass. And um, so... He, he, he were lined up outside, and he's, like, he was going to slap me. He's like, ah, I can't slap you here, like, in front of every, like, out in the open. You know, he's a major. He's an officer. He's like, I can't do it here, so we'll do it later. Ah, it's fine, whatever. And he doesn't do it. And it's kind of, he keeps it going for, like, a month. He's like, dude, I'm going to slap you so hard. And it's almost like the marshal from How I Met Your Mother, right? Right, but, right. But uh, one night, as I'm sitting there, like, I had some work. I'm, I'm working on some stuff, you know. And I hear him talking to, like, the guys that he commands, and a couple of my, uh, you know, people that I worked with. And this dude says, like, oh, he's talking trash. And he's like, oh, if the Taliban came in here, you know, Jorgensmeyer over there would be one of the first people to fall, man. We'd be using his body as a body bag, you know, to catch incoming fire. And he's going on. And or like on a it. tauntaun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's talking trash. Kind of you know, whatever. He's kind of joking around. Warm. But um, I had been watching 
you don't really do a lot of work sometimes in these deployed environments. But Cobra so Kai. I've been watching a lot of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, and so Dave Chappelle and the old like uh, you know with the court like the wrap it up box yes. with like the music, the Oscar music starts playing. Yeah. So he starts playing. I looked over at this captain that was uh, that I worked with, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Rolling his eyes in the back of his head, and uh, this British guy that I worked with. Anyway, but uh, so I was like, "Oh, what the hell!" I stood up in this room of people, and I said, "Hey, major, are you still talking? Wrap it up!" <laughs> and uh, boy, he got so pissed at me, and he went WWE style, right? Like, like you know what? This slap is going down tonight. Like he, he start, he, he gets so angry at me, and um, and I was like, "That's fine, that's fine." I was like, "You want to do it now? You want to wait till the colonel leaves?" Like, We'll wait till the colonel leaves, you know. So, so anyway, so I go over to him and I take my glasses off. Later, every officer that was in the room leaves except for one dude. One lieutenant was like, "I'm watching this. I'm going to watch this dude get knocked out." <laughs> By the way, he was fired later because so, of this. So I, I step up to this guy as he's looking down at me and he's putting his hand across my face, you know. And it's just like it's like covering the face, you know what I mean? Like it's a big hand, you know. You can imagine it. It's like. It's like Brian or Dave slapping me across the face, right? Like with reckless abandon. You know, I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't. You know, in my mind, in my mind, I kind of think like he's not gonna be a dick, and this is gonna be like a Mr. Miyagi situation. Like it's gonna be onk. You know what I mean? And I got my glasses off, and I, I gave him a look like, bring it. And then it was like a crack of goddamn lightning. Wah! Like it hit me across the face. I've never been hit so hard in my life. I I spun around and like I, I spun around and had to like brace myself on the table behind me. And like like I'm bracing myself on the table behind me. And um and and like my friend came running around because he thought I was dropping. Like, he thought I was done. And, like, I saw Mario from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out giving me the stand of nine. Like, one, two, three, you know, and I'm, woo, you know, woo, you know, I'm kind of shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. And uh, and uh, I was going to do the old, uh, like, if I wanted a kiss, I would have asked your mother. But after he almost knocked me out, like, I just I just stuck my hand out and shook his hand, said, nice slap, you know, and went and sat back down. And then the, the dick hole kind of goes on a little bit more talking about how you mistook my kindness for weakness and you know whatever and he's going on another so i stood back up and i was like hey are you still talking i said wrap it up you know and uh, he got mad again i was like, you already slapped me you know whatever so that was the end of it that was the end of it and i did i had a handprint on my face the next day i had a handprint on my face and um do you regret not slapping him harder uh, look i could have I could have wound up and slapped him as hard as I could, and this dude wouldn't have felt like he was a big. No. Dude. he was a big, hardened military dude. Like he was a former sergeant turned officer. Like I, he wasn't going to feel my. No, no. But look would, at my hand, Dave. That ain't hurting anybody, man. Would that have played out differently? Like, would he have? Would he have been more angry if you just slapped him harder? Would he have slapped you softer? Would I he have don't slapped know. you? I don't know. But but I'm going to finish my story. Sorry, I'm going to finish my <laughs> oh, story. Oh God, there's more. The day you leave, you get the room. So I, I got the room of like where there's a debriefing going on, and I got the colonel sitting square in front of me, and they give you the floor to say whatever you want. So I got like a group of you know counterparts from Britain and us or whatever. It's a group of people all out there, along with a bunch of American dudes, and this major is standing over here, uh, standing you know adjacent to where I could see him, the colonel square in the center, and I got the floor. 
and it's the best damn speech or briefing that I've ever given in my life. I got up there and I said, since I've been here, I've been mocked, I've been ridiculed, and I've been slapped in the face. <laughs> and I scanned the room, and I swear to God, the colonel, the colonel was like mouthing, looking around at this people like, what the f You know, he was, he was like, he was looking around like he was like, what the hell is going on? And I stared that major square in the eye, and I saw fear in his eye. I saw fear in his eye, because it would not be good for his career, right, for this all to come out. Like, like I held it, like I was holding his testicles in my hand, right, like, Right then and there. And so I held it for like five seconds as I'm scanning the room. It, you could have heard a pin drop. And then I said, like, thanks for making this place feel like home. And the whole room just bust up laughing, man. It bust up laughing, and it was... It was great. I walked out. People were like, dude, that was the greatest. Like, that was the best, like, going away speech we've ever heard. So, anyway, but I did. I had his, I got him back with that speech. I feel like that's my vindication. Did he come up and say anything to you afterwards at all? Like, he did it. He no. did it. Like, I mean, he, we, were, we were cool after that. But So, like, there was no, there was no cap tip going, hey, you could end no, my career. No, Thanks, no, 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 no. There wasn't. God, I mean, hey, one thing. Hour and a half later, this podcast. <laughs> Jeez, you got me That's telling. Right. You got me telling stories. You know what? Story time with Jurgens Meyer really took over, and uh, I tell you what—that uh, that's a great way to end the podcast, all because of a random question about how long you would survive in the Wild West. Three minutes might be too much. Three minutes. Or Afghanistan for John. Or yeah, that's true. <laughs> John, thanks for coming on this week, man. It uh, it really was a pleasure talking to you. It's always good, and I know. Again. People are going to be bored and tired of talking of uh, oh, hearing God. about fantasy baseball. Fantasy but when golf, they get to this part, they're going to be like, oh, Shambo. I, I, God, I wish we'd have gotten to the John Jurgens Myers <laughs> slap bet. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Really what this comes down to is me editing so that when I, when I relay what was talked about, I'm going to move the slap bet up to the top so that uh, people are like, oh, I want to hear that. It's just going to be a 10-minute podcast of his... Slap yeah, it's just story it's really then, just yeah, gonna be the slap bed story. I'm locked out outside of the uh, hotel in Hawaii. Yeah. It's gonna be awkwardly <laughs> edited so that it's just John <laughs> for twenty minutes telling his tales. <laughs> so uh yeah, thanks for coming on, John. And uh what? by the way, everybody, we are actually gonna take two weeks off because Dave is on vacation next week. Then I'm on vacation the mm. week after that. And then then Dave, it's homecoming in Mascuda. Oh man. Which is my favorite holiday of the whole year. Christmas, it can F itself. Easter, meh. Even Skanksgiving, who cares? And there was no homecoming last year. There so. was no homecoming last year. So there will be drinking. Yep. There will be drinking to be made up for. I have my bucket prepared for buckets of beer. I have a spout in one of my buckets. It's going to be the shiznit. The Hoosiers will be out in full oh, force. It, Man, and when you say oh, that, you mean me. I will be out <laughs> in full force. Me and Cousin Katie. So if so, you're looking for a good time, come out and join Andy at the park. Yes. he'll be there. Yeah, I up. will be there, and yeah. I will be there all day, Apparently every day. We'll be podcasting live from Oh, these? God, should we do that? God, that'd be Could great. that be a thing? Just, should I put the phone in my pocket <laughs> and let us record? <laughs> 
don't know if we need those conversations recorded. Probably not, uh, because Kristen is going to talk to former students and get more high-pitched, the more excited she gets about stuff. Mm. It's one of my favorite parts about homecoming. Well, we'll break down homecoming in uh, two weeks when we're Three back. weeks. Three weeks. Well. You're gone. I'm gone. Then homecoming. Then homecoming. You know, it's three weeks. There might be a sneaky you have a, podcast You might have a Thursday podcast, pre-homecoming podcast, though. Oh. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can... Pre-game? Uh, pre-game and then pod, pro, pre-game uh, post-game. Pre-game and post-game. Okay. We are going to set up all the characters who were there on the porch, and we're going to live stream it on, like, Facebook or something. Perfect. Yeah. And me and you are going to interview all 12 of them. Perfect. So what was your best part of homecoming this year? <laughs> so thank you for everybody. We will see you in roughly three weeks. I don't know. We'll see you. We'll see you for episode 13. Yes. Later.